right? The problem is, is most people feel that fear and they said, screw this. I'd rather stay safe, right? Or, or stay comfortable. Yeah. That's fine. If you want to live life like that, I don't. I want to be uncomfortable. I want to feel fear, acknowledge it. I'm self-aware and lean into that anyway, because I know after that is where all my real growth is going to happen. And when the growth happens is where I'm able to extend the CLS reach and make more of an impact, which is what it's all about. So for the audience listening right now, no matter what you're dealing with, entrepreneurship, putting yourself out there for a relationship, hitting the gym when you've never been before, anything, fear is okay. All it takes is 20 seconds of courage to acknowledge the fear and do it anyway. Do not let fear cripple you because then you'll never get started in the first place. Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Coffee, bacon, tobacco, pine trees. Is there anything that smells better? Believe it or not, there is, and it's a fresh leather holster. If you stop by craftholsters.com, you'll open the door to a safe and comfortable carry, not only for yourself, but your entire family. Look, they've got holsters for both concealed, open carry, semi-autos, revolvers, righties, and of course, they have some holsters for you too, lefties. And all of that at a reasonable price. You've got to go check them out at craftholsters.com. Craig, you're a keynote speaker, host of the CLS Experience, which is ranked in the top 0.5% of podcasts globally. Mindset performance coach or an entrepreneur has been featured in Entrepreneur, Bloomberg, Office Hours with David Meltzer, Marathon Runner, so much more, man. Thank you for your time, dude. I appreciate it. My pleasure. What an introduction. Thank you for having me, brother. I'm usually the one dishing those out. It's nice to be on the receiving end. Uh, I'm a fan, buddy. Let's rock and roll. Yeah, dude. I'd love to kick things off by going back a bit. Like, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you, man? I grew up in Long Island. Um, Always liked movies. I like professional wrestling, uh, nice. and I like to have fun. I never took life too seriously back then. Went to college because that's what I thought you were supposed to do back then. Uh, sure. Came out, graduated, and obviously, you know, I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I think this is the nitty gritty. Came out of yeah. college, didn't know what I wanted to do like most people do, um, but I was ambitious, and I got to a point in my life where it was time to get serious. And so I ended up on Wall Street as someone might who's hungry that lives in New York. Um, into finance, into the stock thing. Uh, and, and I started to take off and really understand discipline structure. Uh, and I started to revamp my mindset because the kicker is, is when I found Wall Street, I also found personal development and I was captivated. The fact that you can actually become mentally fit, you can change your perspective, you can cultivate confidence. Uh, and I had a lot of fun with this and I used it to build businesses on Wall Street, have a lot of fun. Until ultimately it wasn't, um, but, but something along the lines told me that personal development would be more for me than just a passion. And as it turns out, it was my purpose, brother. Come on. Oh, that's so good, dude. When you decide to walk away, it was like in the middle of the pandemic, when you walk away from your job there on Wall Street, what's going through your mind on that last day when you're walking away? Like, were you scared? Were you excited? Like, what were you feeling that day? Uh, COI, the cost of inaction. Right. Everyone yeah. always asks, like, weren't you scared to leave a stable? And just to, to give some context, I had my own business at this point. I was on Wall Street. I pivoted. It stopped becoming fun, very stressful. And then I started my, my own business, which was lucrative but unfulfilling, for lack of better words. Um, and I, I was just miserable. I was in a dark place at that time in my life. My pops had gotten diagnosed with cancer. I'd gotten out of a toxic relationship. I was just looking to find myself in this beautiful journey that is life. 
uh, and I, I didn't have clarity. So the pandemic came, the lockdown was on. I couldn't go to work even if I wanted to for the first time as an adult man. Uh, and so I just put myself in that frequency. I said, I know I'm meant for more. I always felt called. Uh, I know this isn't it for me. And if not now, then when? I looked around, there was a lot of Netflix, a lot of day drinking. I actually had an opportunity to just take a second, ground myself, and become available for those creative divine downloads. And just like that, at a spiritual moment, it was like, of course, the writing was always on the wall. You can communicate very effectively, and you love personal development. You're not going to be the next Tony Robbins. You're going to be the first Craig Siegel. And the truth of the matter is, I was a little bit scared because I have no experience to base confidence off of in the online business space and all this stuff. But here's what I did know, brother. I knew that I did not want to go back. I, I was not making an impact. I was not contributing to the world. And this was an opportunity that even if I failed, which I don't believe I would because I'm resourceful, gritty, and creative enough to figure it out, I'll never be able to accept the fact that I had an idea and I didn't take a shot. And so the cost of inaction uh, was far greater of a price than taking a shot and looking silly. And so I went for it. I burned the ships and the rest is history. Come on, man. I love that story. Dude. It's so good, dude. I'm fired up, man. Like, how do you handle fear though? Like if I mean, going into being an entrepreneur, there's, there's a lot of moments where you're not quite sure how the turn, how it's going to turn out. How do you handle many fear moments. like that? Yeah, many, many moments for sure. <laughs> you just have to understand how the world works, right? Fear is a green light. That means go and go faster. Because when you lean into your fear, even though it hurts for a second, on the other side is usually always growth, expansion, right? The problem is, is most people feel that fear and they said, screw this. I'd rather stay safe, right? Or, or stay comfortable. Yeah. That's fine. If you want to live life like that, I don't. I want to be uncomfortable. I want to feel fear, acknowledge it. I'm self-aware and lean into that anyway, because I know after that is where all my real growth is going to happen. And when the growth happens is where I'm able to extend the CLS reach and make more of an impact, which is what it's all about. So for the audience listening right now, no matter what you're dealing with, entrepreneurship, putting yourself out there for a relationship, hitting the gym when you've never been before, anything, fear is okay. All it takes is 20 seconds of courage to acknowledge the fear and do it anyway. Do not let fear cripple you because then you'll never get started in the first place. So be aware of it. Say, I, I see you. I hear you. I feel you. I, I'm just not going to let you own me. Not today. And keep moving forward. And trust me, that's where all the significant growth happens anyway. Oh, so good, dude. And, and I just took my kids through this, you know, f moment of fear over the summer. We did zip lining up here in the mountains. And it was the last line was 450 feet high and 1600 feet long. My kids are nine and 12. And I said, listen, it's going to be scary. You're going to look down, but you're safe. And I just need you to jump. Don't hesitate. As soon as you get on that cable, go. And man, I was, I, they got up there like, dad, I don't know if I can do this. I'm like, just go. I went first. I showed them, look, I'm safe. And man, they just took it and nailed it. And they loved it. They're like, when do I get to go back? Man, it was the coolest thing to see that like them overcome that fear. I love that great story. And look, it's just a relationship that you have, yeah. right? And you yeah. can cultivate and change the relationship that you have with fear. We're not saying that it's not going to exist. We're just saying that you have a choice on how your relationship can be with fear. You can feel it and you can press forward anyway. Or you can see it and you can let it cripple you. The choice is yours. Yep, absolutely. Now, I believe we're, we're all like here. We're all live for a purpose and for a reason. 
How do people figure out what their purpose is? Getting clarity is a, is a big component. So, so I think people take an action. Uh, but here's the thing. Don't wait to take action until you have all the clarity. It doesn't work that way, right? You're ne it's never the perfect time to start a business, to, to leave your other business, to have a kid from what I understand, to get engaged. Like sometimes you, you just have to take that shot. And I like to say clarity follows action. You have to be brave. You have to be bold. You have to get in there, not be afraid to look silly. Take that shot. And often we'll be able to get the data and start to see what feels good, what we gravitate towards. Another way to get clarity, like I always tell a lot of my community and my clients, is if you really don't know what you want to do, but you do have that itch to do something else because you know you meant for more, but you're just not sure what it is, I would highly suggest reach out to five or ten people that are closest to you and ask them two things. Say, what do you think I love and what do you think I'm really good at? Collect that data and there's going to be some commonalities. And then from there, you'll start to gain some clarity and at least that'll give you some confidence on, on possibly your next move. Uh, it's so good, man. So good. Absolutely. To, to hear the, the real true feedback from people, man, when you're asking that, man, it's sometimes it sucks to hear that, but sometimes it's like, you know what, man, this is going to help me get on the right path. Um, now for you, you created CLS, which is cultivating lasting symphony. Your podcast trailer was released in September, 2020. The first episode dropped in January, 2021. It's a fantastic trailer and intro for your show by the way that's what people exactly need to do when their podcast is release that show what your show is all about man um but like you mentioned it's ranked to the top 0.5 percent of all podcasts globally but then it took off as soon as you launched that in january it's been amazing massive reviews i mean awesome just killing it with the guests but what do you think has been the key to success for the cls experience in a word consistency yes here's the thing everybody wants to Start a podcast. I have a lot of people. I say very humbly, come up to me and say, "Can't tell you how many hundreds." Craig, I, I want to do what you're doing, and I, I smile and I say, "But do you want to do what I did?" And what I did was in the beginning of the pandemic, when most people were not making the use of their time, I got to work. I, I was I was pounding twenty hours a day. I was building a brand, a community. I would stay up till two a.m. responding to every single person that was gracious enough to comment on my comment, on my content, every single person straight up. So when it comes to a podcast, why is it so successful? A couple reasons, but the main is consistency. If you set out to do a podcast, it all sounds great in the beginning when you have a couple good guests, right? And you have momentum, but what happens when it's week 12 and you're looking for a new guest or you're running out of topics? Can you continue to show up and deliver and get creative and keep the audience captivated. If you're committed to the process, essentially anybody can do it. But I see most people start, they lose momentum, and then they give up, right? And that's one of the big separators between the people that I've interviewed that that's putting major dents in the universe and people that don't. It's not because we're all better or you're better than anyone else. It's because we keep going even on the moments or days when we don't feel like it. So being consistent is absolutely everything. And then I'll also say this because I'm very strategic and intentional and purposeful with everything I do, specifically the guests that I've had on the show. Now, that's for many reasons. Number one, it's because who I think is going to resonate with my audience, which is most important. Number two, it's forming strategic relationships. I become friends with them. And then number three, when, they're, when they have big audiences and they share it, it certainly doesn't hurt. Right. So you got to be totally. very intentional with the guests that you have on, but stay consistent. 
Man, that's the biggest thing when I'm telling people, when they go through my course on how to launch their podcast and things, man, you got to be consistent. And I think the, the, the stat that I've read is like 90% of podcasts never make it to episode 50. And then after that, another 90% never make it to episode 100. Is that you right? Know, it's just, I read it and online, so I don't know if it's, if, if it's legit, but it doesn't surprise me for sure. No, uh, you know, and, and it's like, for me, I started podcasting in 2017 and when I first started, it was not consistent. I wasn't seeing any growth. Then I got some consistent and released two shows a month for three years, man. And now I just focus on this show every Friday at 7 a.m. People know that the new show's dropping, man. And like you said, you can count strategic on you. about your guests. Yes, yeah. absolutely, man. You know, and I got blessed. Like when I first started this Eric Allen show, I had Sean Waylon for episode six. And then I won the Ed Milet Max Out Challenge and I had Ed on the show, man. And those two guys set it up for Tim Story and Brad Lee and Bedros Cooley, man. And it's just continued. And now I've got you on the show, man. And it's just been awesome. And Good I think you, consistently, bro. consistency. Thank you I'm, so much, man. I'm proud of you. Um, you know, what you just said there was strategically, you were able to land a couple really good and exciting guests, and then you use them as leverage to get more. Uh, and, and that's how it's yeah. done, strategies and tactics. And really what you're doing is providing more and more value to your audience because they get to hear you interview these really successful cats who weren't always successful, so you get to tell a story. Uh, and kudos to you for, for making the most of your opportunities, brother. You just get warmed up for sure. No, I appreciate that, man. I, I love it. I want to get into mindset a little bit because one of the things that you said in your very first episode, which I thought was amazing, was change doesn't take as long as people think. And it's revamping of the mindset. It's altering one's map that will change your world and what you perceive to be possible. And this is so good, dude. I believe in this 100%, man. But what steps does someone have to take to, to revamp their mindset? First is, is awareness, right? Yeah. You have to realize that you're not where you want to be if that's the case, and there's nobody to blame, right? It's conditioning and it's mindset. I believe mindset is the key to life. I know sometimes that's controversial, but but I just do. So if you're not where you want to be, it, it, you're looking at the world from, from a different perspective. And it's not necessarily the actual world, it's the map or your frame that you've cultivated, your perception of the world. And you have the ability to become aware and then alter that, right? So for example, a lot of people have imposter syndrome or they don't believe they could do certain things in this world because they've created that frame that they don't think they can get past a certain level. But if you change that, instead of saying, uh, you know, why me? Maybe it's why not me? Now, all of a sudden, you're thinking a little bigger. Instead of saying, I can't afford that, you say, how can I afford that? And now you start thinking differently and playing differently. And now you're looking at the world with a whole different perspective. And you can get much deeper on this. You have to bring it back for a sequel. But you could change what yeah. you associate pain and pleasure to. Literally, like you can change everything by having awareness and then understanding that your mindset is based upon the thoughts that you feed it, which create beliefs. And if you don't like how you're feeling or if you don't like the current beliefs, go back in and replace the disempowering thoughts with more productive, constructive ones. New seeds, allow them to take up real estate and they will create new beliefs. Like I am worthy, I can't do this, I can run marathons, I can't put myself out there for a relationship, I can start a business and have one of the top podcasts on the planet, whatever, the, whatever your thing is. So it's yeah. thoughts that turn into beliefs, but it all starts with awareness, brother. Oh man, it's so true. I mean, I came from the, the crazy broken home and abuse and rejection and you know, addictions and all of that stuff, man. I was in jail at 18, bankrupt to 21, man. And I held on to that victim mentality. Like it's just the way that life is for the longest time, man. And then I finally realized like my past and other people's opinions don't define my future. 
I'm going to change right now. And that's where we're on this path now to start making a bigger impact. I love it. You are. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I want to talk about your membership, man. Uh, You know, the CLS Moonshot member experience, man. The value of this membership looks insane. Uh, For folks who don't know, what is this membership experience like? What can folks expect to get out of it? I appreciate you asking. It's funny because uh, all these coaches that are inspiring, like in the space and so forth, they all I hear people talking. I want to create a membership like Craig. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it, but simply put, I, when I first started CLS, I had to remove the ego and realize that I don't know what I don't know. And I had to put myself in rooms with people that were a lot further ahead than me, not better, but further ahead. Right. And when I started doing that, like, like you mentioned, Ed and a lot of our mutual friends and Dean and Meltzer and all the jugs. And I started realizing like, I started hanging out with them and I started thinking differently. It was contagious, started playing bigger and I started to be able to make more of an impact. And so I took that and I said, I'm going to start my own community, something a little different than I've seen. So I started the CLS membership. We meet uh, three Wednesdays a month. I go nuts for an hour. Uh, We do trainings, all things, mindset, strategies, and tactics. And then I open it up for support. We also bring on big guest speakers that everybody gets access to. We've had Chris Voss in there, Never Split the Difference, Cindy Eckert, Billionaire, and so forth. Um, and, and then we have a private group and chat where everybody networks and supports each other like you've never seen. Everybody literally wanting each other to win. People are doing business with each other. People are even forming intimate relationships there. It's just the most special thing. We have 400 people right there. And now it, it's exploding. And all things considered, it's very inexpensive. It's not about that. I just want to help people find their tribe, right? And, and find that similar vibe and frequency. Uh, and, and it's exploded. I'm very excited about it in case you can tell. Come on, dude. It's, and it's so true. You know, you got to surround yourself with people that are living the life that you want to live. And, you know, like Ed has talked about, you know, jumping in rooms where if you're walking around 80 degrees, go find guys that are walking around 120 degrees. Right. And yeah. uh, man, I, I just love that? that you have this available, man. It's so yeah, good. Hell yeah. Out of you, outside of your community, what else are you excited about, man? As we head into 2023, like what's some, what's new on the plate for you, man? What are you most excited about right now? Yeah, so I'm already in 2023 mentally, and because yeah, that's I, I like to play chess and, and plan ten moves ahead. Uh, obviously, we have a quarter left, which I'm really excited about. Finish the year even stronger, uh, but I'm already thinking six months out and so forth. And so right now, one of the things that has me jazzed is we're speaking all across the country, um, traveling. I personally like being on stage because it gives me a platform to really transfer that energy uh, in a live capacity. And it just hits differently than a Zoom, if I'm being honest. Uh, I was just on totally. stage a couple weeks back with Ryan Serhant from Million Dollar Listing. I've been on stage with Jesse Isler, John Maxwell, uh, Brad Lee, Kevin Harrington in a relatively short period of time. I love it. I love traveling. I'm speaking to corporate companies. One of the things I'm most excited about, obviously, the community is exploding. I have one-on-one coaching. Um, consulting the podcast blown up it's sponsored by mark cuban uh and we have a lot of big surprises to come the weekly show that i have with dave Meltzer, the power dime shift on instagram just got greenlit for apple tv uh and, and why not just tell you now brother it's not even public knowledge yet but we just signed a big book deal uh, which is coming out soon so look for the beginning of 2023 to see our first book launched which i'm really excited about to hit come even on. more people make more of an impact uh we just hired a, a lot of full-time staff last week the company is exploding and growing and And I I take pride in being able to create jobs. Uh, It's just a movement. It's a culture. I love this stuff. So I know it's a long-winded answer. I'm excited about all of it, but I'm excited to be here with you right now. 
Yeah, dude, it's so good, man. I, I'm stoked, man. Congrats on the book, man, and, and everything you got going on with the sign of Apple TV. And, man, it's so good, dude. I love to just celebrate wins with friends, man. And so I think you're just out there killing it and making an impact, man. I'm, I'm proud of you, dude, because, I mean, you, you've taken this show in just the, the last, you know, year two years now and just blown this thing up man and guys that you're speaking with i that was a goal of mine to be certified as a coach this year i didn't want to just call myself as a coach but i actually went through john maxwell's certification so i got john maxwell certification as a coach this year man and that was big for me good Um, deal thanks man i appreciate that yeah so i I mean i love john maxwell is a big guy i love following that guy man um i love to end the show with a fun question i'm a big music guy so like what kind of music do you like to listen to man do you have a favorite band that you like to listen to uh it's all over the map brother uh, really depends on, on my state. You know, I, I run okay. a lot right now. I'm training for the, the Chicago Marathon, which is in, uh, let me tell you exactly. I'm, I'm a very precise cat. The Chicago Marathon yeah. is in uh, 12 days, 16 hours, 7 minutes, and 26 seconds. But who's counting? That's how serious right, I am. Yeah. Uh, but Come when on. I go on my runs, uh, my, my, <laughs> my playlists are all over the awesome. Once in a while, I'll, I'll listen to U2. Um, I, I'm, you know, I, I like some of the, the old school rap stuff. I, I like, uh, my, my fiance has to listen to this. I don't even know what to call it. Stuff that we get sometimes when we're driving in her car from Shazam, uh, some of the old school classics, yeah. uh, literally everything. It, it really depends on my, on my mood, but, but also a lot of times I like to collapse time. So I'm listening to podcasts or audiobooks because then I can accumulate that wisdom and knowledge yeah. and give it back and obviously learn a lot. Uh, but when it comes to music, probably not the sexiest answer you were looking for, uh, but I like it all straight up. Depends on my mood. Yeah. yeah, that's the best way to go. I mean, I, I mean, I used to be straight metal when I was in high school and it's kind of chilled out a little bit. So I'm not so much as the metal head as I was. So, but I still like to listen to my rock stuff, man. Dude, Craig, it's such an honor to have you on the show, man. You are an absolute world changer, dude. You're absolutely killing the game right now and podcasting and speaking. I'm so excited for everything you got going on. I'm proud of you, brother. You are absolutely doing amazing things. Thank you for taking time, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, brother. I want to acknowledge you. Uh, I see you. I appreciate you. And, and you're doing the right things uh, the right way. And I can promise you, uh, you're just getting warmed up, but all this is going to pay off 100%. Hey, thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to take a listen or a watch. It's truly an honor to be able to speak with such amazing guests. And I hope that they've made an impact on your life in some way, shape, or form. And you can do me one big favor. That would be huge. Click that subscribe button, and then second favor, hit that share button. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate you. Keep changing the world. I believe in you.